Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains explicit language. When Jim and Stacy met, they hit it off. Immediately, there's sparks, there's chemistry. I'm over the moon excited about it. Jim's in his 40s, Stacy's in her 30s, and they both live in Tampa, Florida. She's just drop-dead gorgeous. She is 5'4", bleach blonde hair, a little past her shoulders, C-plus, fake boobs. They were like circus boobs. I call them circus boobs. You know, the girl's humongous breasts. These were nice, but they were bigger than her frame. On a typical date night, they dress up. I take her out to the Capo Grill. We have a fantastic dinner. And afterwards, they'd go to the mall. I just really enjoy walking around with a gorgeous woman because I'm tall. She's wearing heels. She looks fantastic. I don't, I'm not that bad looking. And so the two of us together, people just turn their heads. And guys will look and say, wow, look at that guy. He's so lucky with that gorgeous girl. Women look and say, wow, they look fantastic. You know, I wish I were them. Who are they? Why do they look so good? (laughs) They must be having so much great sex, like, all the time. What's their life like? I want to be their Facebook friend. This is Why Why. I'm Andrea Salenzi, and today we're profiling the dating life of one of our listeners. My name is Jim. I'm a web designer. And unfortunately or fortunately, I just fell into the habit of dating strippers a lot. Something you need to know about Jim is that every day he's wearing a superhero t-shirt. Yeah, well, I'm a web designer. I work out of my home. It's my, the, the, <laughs> it's my uniform. I have about 50 of them. <laughs> So even though his phone voice sounds like a chain-smoking used car salesman, he's kind of a catch. I'm six foot four. I'm 185 pounds. He went to Comic-Con this year as Negan from The Walking Dead, and he pulled it off. He has a full head of hair, gray beard. I'm in my 40s. (laughs) Also, he won't hesitate to tell you. I make a lot of money. I have a nice car. 
And of course, he loves this show. What are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to start dating again or not? And we're going to hear later on in this episode how his dating advice is so candid, so different from what I'm used to hearing. I'm going to actually take it. Like you, I was once in my early 30s, and I threw myself into my career. And before you know it, I woke up and I was 40. He says he's been dating one to two strippers a year for the past four years. He's guessing it's been about six relationships total. How did you meet the first stripper? How did the, What was the first time that that became a possibility? What happened was my buddy was going through a rough time in his marriage, and he eventually got divorced. But during the rough time, he was going to a local strip club. It's just your typical strip club. Women get topless on stage, or you can pay for a dance in a private room. So while his friend's marriage fell apart, this was their weekly hangout. He would get a couple dances, and I would just sit at the bar and wait for him to get done with his dances. And then we'd chit-chat for an hour or two and then go home. And we did this for about six months. And then it started going into two times a week. And once it started going into two times a week, I said, I, I can't. I can't do two times a week. Because part of being a gentleman at a gentleman's club means you got to leave a tip. If they come over and sit down and talk to you and you have a pleasant conversation for more than 10 minutes, you should tip them. If you're a gentleman. And you're, are you enjoying it a little? Sure, it's very nice to talk to attractive young women. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, what, wait, hear, wait, wait, wait. I get, I get hear the judgment. I get no, no. hear the judgment. <laughs> I just want to know what you talk about. Well, they are, they are paid entertainers, so they ask questions about you, and then they feign interest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also very pleasant. I feel like I could do this job. You could do the job, any you know, as long as you're nice and flirty and pleasant and you know able to listen and ask questions and make make men feel good. I'm sure you do that all the time on your dates, anyway. Yeah, but no one's ever tipped me for it. They usually just let me ask them a lot of questions about themselves while I nod and say, "Oh, really? That sounds interesting. Tell me more." And then we exchange a polite hug. I confess that I'm sad and incapable of romantic feelings right now. They make a horrified face. I go home. You know, Thursday. But this is Jim's story. Well, so an interesting thing happened is I'm, I happen to be a web designer. So after six months of going to the club, you get to know all the bouncers, all the bartenders, all the managers. And then eventually I met the owner. And then eventually I re- redid the website. And now I'm the webmaster of the website. And I've been working with him for the, the past four or five years. And that changed everything. Now when I walk into the club, it's like it's my club. Everybody knows me. And that's how he started dating strippers. The first time was tricky because I didn't know the rules. You know, you kind of have to know the rules when you date a stripper. And just like with any dating, the process of learning the rules means getting hurt. So the first one I dated, I fell in love with. And I thought that we were in a real relationship. And then I realized that we weren't. Um, and then I went, oh, okay. Oh, I understand now. How did you realize that you weren't in a real relationship? Because um, I found out she was hooking on the side. Mm. <laughs> you, wait, how yeah. did you figure that out? 
she told me. But it's more like high class prostitution, like, oh, you know, I know this really rich guy and, you know, he's got a yacht. A couple of my girlfriends and I are going on this yacht. That's code for we're going to go and screw these guys for money. You know? Mm. I just went, hmm, like this is a thing I have any clue about. I feel like I might have seen the yacht thing as like something a villain would do in an action movie. The way Jim explains it, dating a stripper can never be a real relationship. You're always going to support them. It's kind of like, oh, you know, buy me stuff. Like, oh, sure, we can go out. You know, do you want to go to the mall? And then you kind of buy them stuff. And then they kind of, again, kind of feign interest in a certain way that's a little bit better than in the club, but still not real. Did the sex always feel real to you when it was a relationship? Yeah, yeah. And how do you gauge that? Like, how do you judge the difference between when it's real and when it's in the exchange for support? Because they're not having sex and screaming and over-the-top Fifty Shades of Grey crap. It's just regular sex. Do they ever do, like, a little bit of a stripper move, like something kind of bouncy with their butt or, like, uh, shimmy? No, no. And while I'm asking overly personal questions, what do fake boobs feel like compared to real ones? It depends on if they're, if they're under the muscle or over the muscle. So if they go in underneath the boob, you have more scarring there. If they go underneath the muscle, then they feel real because you're feeling the real boob and then the fake boob is actually underneath. Oh. But if they go through the center, through the nipple then you're feeling just a big fake boob. And then it depends on if they're saline or if they're silicone. Saline feel more like a water balloon. Can you tell the difference between all these different kinds? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, we have arrived at the cleavage moment of this episode. It's time for a quick break. And when we get back, you guys have heard of the stripper with a heart of gold. But have you heard of the man who dates strippers who also has a heart of gold himself? I'll let you decide if that is Jim. And yeah, there is going to also be a dating lesson kind of tucked in there. We'll be right back. You've never felt big booze before? No. I feel kind of cheated right now. (laughs) You you should. You need to get some friends. I feel very sheltered. No, all women, they're like, feel them, feel them. Go ahead, feel them, feel them, feel them, feel them, feel them. To everybody when they get them. They don't care, men, women, children, feel them. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All this month, some of your favorite podcast hosts have been telling you to tell a friend about podcasting. Tell someone how to subscribe, your friend, a mom, anyone you care about. And lucky for me, my mom is still on the phone. Hey, Mom. I'm still here. Mom, what podcasts are you listening to? Other than yours, you're always the top of my list. But I have been a listener of Radio Lab for years. I love that show. Are you more of a Jad or a Robert? Jad. Anything else, Mom? 
Well, you've kind of turned me on to two dope queens because every list that I read of the best podcasts of the year that listed you also listed them. So I've kind of started listening to them. I love their show. I can't believe you're listening to Two Dope Queens and you're not telling me about it. Oh, Andrea, I don't tell you everything. My mom listens to Two Dope Queens, guys. This is a great moment for podcasting, really. And I want more of your friends and families and moms to get podcasting. And the way we can do that is by telling people what you recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's hashtag T-R-Y-P-O-D. Mom, thank you for your work spreading the word. Thank you, <laughs> All right, we're back to the show. Jim still dates strippers. I still haven't touched a fake boob. And now we will review the rules you need to know before dating a stripper. Rule number one, make sure you know the difference. Realize when they like you and when they're just being a prostitute. How do you realize that? If they're not calling and texting you and wanting to go out on real dates to the movies, for example, they, you're not dating them. If you go out to the movies and then you don't give them any money and then they make out with you and then you say... You know, I can't wait to text you tomorrow. And she says, I'm going to text you first. I had such a great time. And then they leave. That's a date. If they say, after the movie, would you like to go back to your place? And they give you a Hummer. Then they hold out their hands for money. That's a prostitute. Okay. Yes. Okay. So rule number one, know the difference. Yeah. Rule number two, you have to be confident. At all times, you can never question them about their work, never question them about how you know, they're, they're the people at work. It is what they do. Deal with it. Move on. Were you born with your confidence? Have you always been this way? No, I was a, I was a complete geek dweeb. I was always tall, but I grew six inches in one year. All the kids called me high water. Where's the flood? I got bullied, picked on. Uh, when I graduated high school, I was six foot four and 155 pounds. So, no, it wasn't until after college that I really gained my confidence. Rule number three. You have to have money. And strippers and exact dancers can go out with anyone they want. And usually they don't date a guy who's really good looking, spends his time at the gym, is a guido, wears gold chains, they're, you know, that's, that's nice. That's eye candy. These are women that respect power and money. How do they figure out if you make money or not? Like, how do they feel out where you're at in the world? How, what, what are your rules for that? How do you figure out if a guy is, is wealthy? I say, do you have any roommates? Okay. We are dating in such different worlds. Here in Brooklyn, a guy's outfit tells me nothing about his financial situation. If anything, I'm probably more concerned about him being too stylish. I can't keep up with that. Well, for Jim, when he goes to the club, the superhero t-shirts are staying home. You have to look good. You know, I have Calvin Klein shoes, you know, a nice suit, you know, nice tie, cufflinks. That's how women know that I have money. And then they ask me what I drive. And then I tell them. What do you drive? I drive a Challenger. It's a muscle car. It's got a Hemi. Very nice. I just went along here like I totally know what a Hemi is. Yeah, that's rule number four. It's a cool car. So Jim's telling me about his Hemi. 
I asked him if he needs a cream for it. But this is what you have to understand, is your listeners are all over this country and all over the world. However, most of them do not live in a little bubble called New York City. A lot of people live in regular areas, and in those regular areas, and like I said, especially in the South, in those regular areas, you're not 32 and single. You're not 36 and single. You're 35, you own a home, you have two small children, 10 and 6, and you go to PTA, and you have two cars, and your husband works, and you work, and that's how, that's the way it goes. Half my family lives in Florida. I grew up in the Midwest. I know that there's an alternative universe where I didn't go away to college, and instead of having a podcast, I'd have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. Maybe even a car with a big old Hemi. Or a half Hemi. I'm not really sure what a Hemi is. But instead, I'm here in Brooklyn, spending my time following fertility clinics on Instagram, buying a winter coat for my dog. At the age of 32, one of my biggest dreams for my future, this idea of having a family, it might not work out the way I planned. And this is what I have in common with Jim. Remember the tone he used when he told me he was in his 40s? I'm in my 40s. I think he was lying. And that's the same tone I heard when he told me that he's happy being single. Do I really want somebody to stick around for a long period of time? I don't, yeah, I mean. It's just like me in last week's show. I think I'd be fine with like five dogs. So I had to ask him. Have you thought about looking for a relationship outside of your gentleman's club? <sighs> that sigh. They just don't work out. These women are divorced. They're, they're not working. They're sitting at home with the, all day long doing nothing and they're picking up the kids and the kids of their entire lives. You know? And I, and I get it. I get it. Your kids should be your entire life. But there's not a lot of room for me in there. You know? Do you ever want to have a kid? No, nah, I'm too old now. old. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I love, I mean, I love kids. I mean, uh, I was goofy at Walt Disney World for three years, so yeah, I love kids. Jim is someone who wanted a family, and it didn't work out for him. That's why, more than anyone, he understands why I'm worried about this, and he isn't afraid to be really direct about it. My only advice to you is probably put as much effort into dating if you want to date. If you don't, that's fine. But when you, when you want to date, put as much effort into dating as you do your profession, as you do with this. this is your, I can tell you love doing this. This is your baby. You put, we put a lot of effort into this. But you got to put that much effort into, into your dating. That is some really good advice. When I talk to someone like, say, my mom, and I love my mom. But I'll ask her, do you think it's all going to work out for me? She'll say, good things happen to good people. And then when I got advice from professional advice givers, from Gretchen Rubin and Elizabeth Kraft from the Happier podcast, they said, if you have a heart full of love, I am not worried for Andrea. I think that she will find someone that she likes just as much and more moving forward. I agree. Right. I'm a good person and my heart is 
bursting with love every day. But you know what else? It's been six months since my breakup, and I'm still not really dating. I haven't even kissed anyone. On the few dates I've been on, they'll hug me goodbye, and then I'll jump five feet away from their body, just give a little wave, run home. Because I'm worried that if there's a kiss, I'm going to just start crying. But you would really burst into tears if somebody tried to kiss you? (laughs) So? You really need to go start making out with dudes. But I don't want to. Your clock is ticking, and you only have a certain amount of time. I mean, do you want, you, you do want kids. So, I mean, I'm sure you've thought this out, right? Okay, I meet a guy. I date him for a year, two years. We get engaged, three years married. One more year after that, we have kids. So that's four years. Mm-hmm. You're 32. Mm-hmm. So now, you're 30, now you're 36 trying for a kid. Every year after 35, your eggs are getting weaker and weaker. Jim's right. I can't just wait another six months. I would go on a ton of dates and I would, I would have a list. Does he love dogs? Do I make him laugh? How does he feel about fake boobs? God, there's something else. I would make sure that the guy that you're dating wants to have kids in the next five years. Kind of important. And that brings me to the last rule for dating a stripper. This is a rule that Jim unfortunately learned after his last relationship. That was with the blonde woman with the C-plus breasts the one we used to take to the mall? This, this last one felt very, very real. And it sucked because I knew I was losing her. I mean, she, she would text me less and less. There would be mutual ghosting going on, you know. And then his dad got sick. And I texted her and said, my dad's in the hospital. And she said, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And I said, yes. And then that's it. You know, if, if you're dating someone, they should really pick up the phone when your dad's in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, I guess we're not dating anymore. <laughs> it's just like the reason you get into a relationship like that is to have someone to be there for you through something like that. So that's the downside of dating a stripper. The downside of dating a stripper is when they don't care anymore, they don't care anymore. You are done. You're gone. Bye-bye. I've moved on. And I guess that's rule number five, is don't get too attached. And of course, that's the hardest rule to follow. That's it for today's show. Our show is produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Our artwork changes every week thanks to Teddy Blanks at chips.nyc. Our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Casey Holford, and Lee Rosifer. Special thanks to Mia Lobel, Laura Mayer, and Andy Powers at Panoply. Next time on YOY, we expose my mom for pretending to be a fan of Two Dope Queens. She has actually never listened to it. Mom, do you know what I mean if I go YQY at the end of our call now? I have no idea because I've never actually listened to Two Dope Queens. Shut up! Stop it! <laughs> okay, okay. It means... <laughs> that was came to mind. So... <laughs> <laughs>